Hey guys, I hope you're having a good day. What is a good day? A good day is one that starts and ends spending time with our wonderful Lord. We're studying Daniel, living with lion-like character. Um, kidnapped, yes. Brainwashed, no. Isolation didn't work. Our four kidnapped teens from Jerusalem were enabled with lion-like character that refused to be dulled by the king's indoctrination or intimidation techniques. Would a subtle change in identity do the job? Well, the four teens were assigned new names, which emphasized the characteristics of the Babylonian gods to replace their Hebrew names that reminded them of Jehovah God. This was an effort to blend them into a whole new world and confuse them about what they believed. Melzar, the prince of the eunuchs, gave each of his new of his captives new names. He gave Daniel the name of Belteshazzar. He renamed Hananiah Shadrach. And Mishael became Meshach, and Azariah was to be called Abednego. Maybe through this subtle identification change, as they heard their nicknames day after day, it could have made it easier for them to view themselves as Babylonians rather than the citizens of Jerusalem. Hey guys, come on, you're one of us now. Who does not want to be totally accepted among their peers? A new name could aid in concealing the fact that they were Israelites, followers of Jehovah God, and thought differently than those around them. You know, Satan knows he cannot annihilate us, so he subtly attempts to assimilate us or get us to blend in with his world. There are a number of ways of showing our identification without pulling out a license, a passport, or a pictorial ID. Uh, What do you want to be identified with? Who do you want to be identified with? Some love to wear the jersey of a favorite football team. Many choose ball caps, so just to let others know their favorite teams. So what can we do to clearly identify ourselves with Christ, with other Christians, with our wonderful, forgiving Jehovah God? You know, the most obvious would be church membership, attendance, and baptism. These really are surefire ways to identify with a local body of believers. You can also choose to use your social media to quickly let others know who you love, and want to be identified with. Another way is by choosing not to give the impression that you belong to, agree with, or identify with those who choose to ignore or even defy our Lord Jesus Christ. In Daniel's day, it started out with food and drink. Taking a stand on the so-called little or even private things sets a solid foundation for the so-called big or public things, okay? Saying no thank you, to an appetizing menu was just the first step to confidently identifying with Jehovah God, even if the next step was into a flaming, fiery furnace or a lion's den. You know, I have met many wonderful, mature teens in my ministry who, like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, have purposed in their hearts to please God. For teens, dreams of futures full of excitement, romance, and great accomplishments are ever before them. They will experience such wonderful dreams if they refuse to fall prey to the youthful tendencies of impatience, lack of discipline, and fear of not fitting in with their peers in the culture they live in. A heart for God strengthens our commitments to stand for God, even if everyone around us is bowing down to the gods of acceptance and selfishness. Our four committed teens were not without the Word of God. Growing up under King Josiah's reign, their families would have probably followed the Deuteronomy 6 admonition to discuss the many Levitical laws that created an atmosphere that made it difficult to blend in 
with the pagan cultures that refused to honor and obey Jehovah God. They knew of God's creation, of Joseph's resolve, of Joshua's fears and David's sin. They may have spent a week of VBS studying the book of Leviticus with some of its specific dietary laws. For I am the Lord your God. You shall therefore sanctify yourselves and you shall be holy for I am holy. Neither shall you defile yourselves with any manner of creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Some of the creepy crawlers Jews were to avoid snacking on, including, ready, the mouse, the weasel, a tortoise, a ferret, chameleon, a lizard, and a mole. The creeping things that they could eat included locusts, the beetle, and the grasshopper. Daniel and the gang had their minds made up before the kingly buffet, with all its tantalizing aromas, attacked their teenage appetites. Really, they were committed to obeying God's word. Why? Why? They had a heart for God. If you notice in verse 8, Daniel purposed in his ready heart that he would not defile himself. He and his friends were not motivated by checking off a to-do list for God. They were motivated by a devoted heart that loved, honored, and respected their wonderful God. The book of Daniel is a story of the day-in and day-out struggle between the culture of the world and the culture of God. An intense love for self makes it easy to follow the temporal, self-gratifying offers of a worldly culture. An intense love for God strengthens us to make God-honoring decisions that will impact our lives for eternity. Daniel, Hananiah, Ezra, and Mishael did not allow themselves to be identified with the Babylonian world. They refused to be brainwashed. In their words, let it be known unto you, O king, we will not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. What do you do each day simply because you love God? What do you refuse to do each day because you have a heart for God. Hey, we can be like these guys. We really, really can. Brain, uh, kidnapped, yes. Brainwashed, no. Our time's up. This is the day the Lord made. Let's rejoice in it and be glad that we have a God that loves us so very, very much. Hey, guys, I hope that you have a good day.